Hi, this is Carolina. Let's go beyond the throttle. This is Carolina, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Throttle. It's been a couple months since we last chatted. I was out there in Chicago building a motorcycle, and now I'm back in Houston. And whoa, boy, 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 that was such a it was such a gratifying experience having been through the process of building the bike and having it in a show. Um, thank you, Mama Tried, for having me. Uh, Warren, Jeremy, and uh, Scott. Uh, truly, truly grateful for the experience. And uh, we also shot, um, we recorded and shot a video of uh, the Beyond the Turtle uh, podcast with Big Truth and Ken. So that is going to be our next episode. So stay tuned. That was such a fun time and so grateful to have been at the rave in recording and having to, you know, meeting new people and meeting new builders and just like uh, expanding my motorcycle family, you know, not just community, my family. Uh, I love Milwaukee. I love the people from Milwaukee and the motorcycle community in Milwaukee is absolutely one of my favorites. So thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. So we're back and we're furious <laughs> and there is so much going on. Uh, you know, we're going to be traveling a lot uh, this year, uh, doing motorcycle stuff and hopefully some uh, car building and some other cool projects are uh, aligning along the way. I'll be happy to share once we have like more things more settled. But now let's talk about our amazing, amazing guest. Her name is Amanda, Amanda Cito, and she is an amazing writer. And also she's so talented. She's such a great illustrator. Uh, you see her art in a lot of magazines. Uh, she goes by the handle Blind Tizzle. Amanda Cito, she also has an amazing um, YouTube channel. And that's kind of how things started. She used to like ride. Uh, commuting and then things you know like happen to her via YouTube and um, and she's fun to watch you learn so much from her channel and it was just you know fun to talk to and I love her art so if you are support her support her Etsy and just uh, I really hope you enjoyed this uh, conversation that I had with her I love being able to talk to so many talented people and have this space where I, you know, for me, this is a gift to be able to come together with uh, like-minded people that teach me so much about their own passions and show me how beautiful is the, is the world through their eyes. So um, this is Amanda Cito. Enjoy. There you go. I was there you watching go. one of your videos. <laughs> you Hold got on. Me. two seconds. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, I was like, in the one that uh, you're going uh, to pick up your brother. So I'm like, oh, let me just start watching. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, wonderful. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. It's so fun. I, I, it's, it's fun. I love like watching and like seeing like uh, other ladies going to these trips and it's like, oh, I never thought about that. And it's like, oh, that's exactly what I do when I'm doing, you know, my own camp out, and and just like seeing like the people and like, their personalities and how, you know, like 
there's adversity, but it's like we overcome it, you know, like because it's like oh, it's just like yes. what happens. It's like it's raining, or is this is what is happening. It's like you know, like a tire, and it's it's just something that you. There's no going back, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, so I love that uh, there's like I had so many questions and I think like the first time I saw well I was aware of you is like uh, oh Jesus I'm like making up uh, breaking things uh, all day I, I've been on Zooms all day um, ah sorry <laughs> you're okay uh, oh, okay that's what it is it's not gonna be light so sorry about that but I think like I, I okay. saw Remember like Lucky Wheels in Los Angeles, and I think yes. you did like a design for uh, an event there a long, long, yes. long time ago, and, and I was yeah, just like, I, I see her art somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've been making the women's motorcycle show posters for the last, oh my god, since 2018. It's been a while. Um, yeah, uh, I make them every year. It's just like the last two years, I think, uh, Motor Lady had to move it to a different place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like this last one yeah. was in uh, Texas, and I actually went to this one. Yes. It was in Texas. I actually yeah. went to the one of the very first ones over there in L.A., because um, I used to live in yeah. Los Angeles. So I, I think I remember I was just starting to ride, and I'm like looking at everybody. I'm like, oh, look at them. They're so cool. So thank you for being there and for doing everything. Oh, that's too. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how, what was like even like your first bike? And how did you get introduced? Like some of us were like late bloomers, and some of some people were yeah. like they're always in their lives. So I want to know like how did that yeah. start? Uh, I think I'm amongst the late bloomer people um, because like I wanted to ride horses. I did not care about motorcycles <laughs> in the slightest. Um, so I cared about motorcycles most of my life. Um, I had horses when I was growing up. And when I moved to Portland, Oregon, which is kind of where I am now, uh, for art school, I couldn't bring my horses with me. It cost way too much money. And um, my grandpa has ridden um, most of his life, but he's always been kind of like a state or two away. So I didn't get to like interact with him a whole lot growing up. And uh, when I got here, I was, I just needed something else to fill that void. Um, And, you know, iron horses (laughs) seems like a good (laughs) good replacement. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So my grandpa had a couple of older bikes in the back that he had promised me when I was a little kid. But of course, like, I forgot all about it because it didn't matter to me at that point in my life. And uh, he said, yeah, you can have one, but you have to take the MSF course. Like, before you can even touch it. Like, I wasn't allowed to even touch them before I took the safety course. And I'm, like, so grateful to have my grandpa in my life. Because, like, what a wonderful person. (laughs) Yeah, no, good job for asking you that. But you got to go take the class. Um, So I'm very grateful for that. Um, But I was 20, 21, 21, 22, something like that. Um, It was 2012 uh, when I got my bike. Um... And I haven't been able to get off them ever since. So that is so cool. So which one was your very first one? Um, my first like bike that was mine. Yes, it was a nineteen eighty Suzuki GS eight fifty um, GL. I purchased it in the middle of dead winter in Montana. 
deem that the greatest time to be like, <laughs> to buy a bike. Uh, and I was dead to set determined that I was going to test ride this bike too before I handed over my $600. Like, also like the cheapest motorcycle ever. But it was a lot of money for yeah. me at the time, like a broke college student. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, no, I'm not going to hand over my money until I test ride this bike and make sure that it's going to work. <laughs> so it took all three of us, the guy that I was buying it from, me and my dad to get it out of this alleyway and it was like all snow all snow and ice and like we dropped it once I have I had like bruises all over my legs from trying to get the bike just out of the alleyway <laughs> and onto slab <laughs> and I was like here it goes like <laughs> and I went around the corner like went around the block and I hit a patch of black ice and like it was like slow motion I was like I'm going to die <laughs> The rear end kind of slid one way and I was like, here it is, it's gonna happen. And I went over the whole patch and went, and like, nothing happened. I was fine. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is my bike. It is a sign. Like, we survive and we're together. Yes. <laughs> we're bond forever. For real. Isn't that funny when you like yeah. think about like how when you start and what you are and then like, but that like those stories that make you and maybe a better writer, you know, <laughs> and understand when yes. like somebody else is starting that like, oh, you know, they're so excited and they're not jaded, you know, like, and like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> <laughs> <For real. laughs> I guess that could have gone like a lot of wrong ways. Yeah. Like, definitely. I could have gone through that and just been terrified of the bike afterwards, but it didn't. It like, it made, I felt like I was so much more connected to that bike after that experience. That is so um, cool. And like all the subsequent experience with it and I'm really glad that it, like my first bike was so old because I had to fix it yep. myself there was nobody who could work on my bike and definitely nobody I could afford yep. for sure um, and so like I was forced to learn how my bike worked I was like I knew how to pull apart carburetors and put them back together way better than I ever wanted to <laughs> 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 that is so fun. But it's so true. Like that was that was my experience. I had one a uh, 1970 CL350. That thing, yeah. every time something vibrated, like something came loose. So I was yes. at the shop all the time, and I had to ask the guy. I'm like, I'm I'm tired. Like just teach me how to do this. And I got my yeah. little manual, and I will take it there, yeah. and then I'll sit on the bottom, and it's just you just learn because you're like out of necessity because you can't you can't afford yes. that all the time. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yeah, there, I think at the time there was like one shop in Portland that could have worked on my bike, but like it was two hundred, three hundred dollars an hour, and there was no way that I could have afforded it. Yeah, and in a way, I feel like like working on the bike, like it makes you, it connects you with your machine better, and it's like also like yes. as we're. I learned how to drive with like a stick shift. So it's like, it was a lot of listening to the motor. So when like it started like doing, oh yes, I, I know. And it was easier to just to do like, you know, the clutch thing. And a lot of the girls that I have, have been riding, we you know the newest, they're like, I just don't understand sometimes the clutch. I'm like, it's just listening. Mm-hmm. Just listen to your motor. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm listening mm-hmm. to music. I'm like, no, shut that off. <laughs> so, <laughs> listen to your bike first, <laughs> you know? I'm like, what kind of speakers do you have that you can't hear the engine through your music? because. I want those speakers, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What is your communication system? Because I don't want to hear anything. (laughs) Well, I actually saw that you have the uh, Scorpion XO. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. How about um, same one yeah. too? I, I love, love, love yes. the team. Uh, and the, and then like the newest one, the one that has like the Bluetooth. The com. Yes. The, yes. That's a yeah. good one. I really like it. And it's you, you know like uh, I usually like put nuclear on the. Uh, I think yeah. it's like the Air One. And like you know like yeah. I've been on the phone on that and nobody knows that I'm on my Nose. motorcycle. And they were, I was like, totally. okay, I arrived here and like, oh, you were driving up. Like I was in my on my motorcycle. And they're like. What? <laughs> what? I didn't even hear it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had I before before uh, Scorpion sent me the their new Bluetooth. I had the the Cena and like I have a hell of a time. Like I did upgrade to the new speakers. They have like the HD speakers mm-hmm. you can upgrade to, and those are really nice. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have to be going like 50 and under for people to be able to like hear me clearly, which makes sense. Like mm-hmm. the wind noise in my helmet is atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's like I wish like nobody would like listen to me, you know, so they can do all of these conversations on the way there. But like I also like yeah. to like see everything and everyone, you know, like I'm more of like, oh, yeah. look over there. Oh, look, the cows. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm like, that. <laughs> I'm like that's cute. Let's stop and take a photo. You know, yes, <laughs> so, I don't know the girls are like riding with. Well, like we do, I, I ride with Alitas here, and I'll be like, "Okay, everybody, we're gonna go there and take photos." And like, stop. <laughs> but you know how it goes, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I like. I don't think people because a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'd love to ride with you one day," and I'm like, "No, you really wouldn't." Yeah. Like my like the whole thing is filming, so like. A fifteen-minute stop for everybody else takes me forty-five minutes. Yes. Like, yeah, and it's sometimes uh, it's yeah. not even like if you see like some sort, you know, some sort of curve, and you're gonna like, you know, want like set up your camera so like you know you're like doing things and or like the draw like the drone thing, you know. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, no, you don't wanna. <laughs> when I ride with the leaders, you know, like with my girls here, yes, it's like try to make it super fast yeah, and easy I, so that they don't get yeah. like annoyed because I'm always like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, but then, like, of course, like, you're trying to go fast, so you're not holding up other yeah. people. So then, like, half the time I forget something, and it doesn't come out anyway. So you're just, like, wasted 30 minutes for no reason. But It's so hard. But you learn, you know? So how did yeah. the, this, like, the YouTube start? So, like, you went you, you went to Portland, and you started doing, like, classes, <laughs> and you do amazing yeah. art. Like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> yes. It's, it's so, like, like, I don't think I've seen anything like that, you know? So it's very, like, you and like I see like Thank all of the, the things that you're like selling in team merch or selling it like on Etsy and it's so cool and like mm-hmm. you're doing like events too so how like how did you yeah. so you were always like doodling all of your life and yeah. and like what are you going to yeah. school for and what happened um so I've been into art most of my life um I learned a lot of like the basics that you learn in art school from my brother when I was in like middle school um so I, I had a little bit of a head start in that area, thanks to my wonderful brother. Um, uh, he's six years older than me, so he was like learning all those things ahead of time. He would come home and like tell me what he yeah. was learning, and I'd be like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense." Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided I wanted to be an artist after a girl moved to my school. I'm from Montana, and uh, a girl moved to our school from California, and I was trying to make friends, you know, and we were talking about what we wanted to be when we grew up, and I was like, I'm gonna be a jockey, and she's like, looked at me, and she's like, you're a little fat to be a jockey, and I was like, what? I came home crying, and my mom was yeah. like, I'm sorry, honey, but it's kind of true, you're a little bit big to be a jockey, and I was just devastated, and I was like, well, fine, I'll just be an artist, like, screw all of yeah. you. <laughs> 
Um, so, so from there, I decided, like, I was going to go to art school, and um, I'm a little bit obsessive, so, like, I was planning all of, like, my career out when I was, like, in eighth grade. I knew what school I was going to go to, I knew what I was going to do after I graduated, but, uh, uh, spoiler alert, that didn't happen the way that I planned it. <laughs> Everything's different. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, how did I turn up? <laughs> I did. I did end up going to the school that I had planned. Um, I did do that. That followed through, and I graduated the way that I and like with the a major in illustration, like I had planned. Nice. Um, I didn't plan to meet a boy. Those darn boys. Damn them. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of them. <laughs> I've changed my life yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so instead of like, you know, moving somewhere else and starting another career, I just kind of ended up staying in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got into tattoo and I went through that whole process of my apprenticeship and everything. Um, the And so like, I, it was a different career than I had thought I was going to go down, but it was still an art. So I was still stoked about that. And motorcycles were just kind of transportation yes. for me. Um, and uh, my the the scrunch down version is that my mentor wasn't a nice person, and I became very depressed. Oh, and um, I decided, like, I realized after two years of this that, like, I had totally lost myself. I was completely disconnected from who I was. Like, I didn't want to eat anything because, like. I didn't like you know when you think about good food and you get excited I had totally lost that and uh, like all the things like riding the bike and doing all this other stuff had like totally lost its luster for me and I realized this and I was like this is not okay um, <laughs> and so I made the decision that at the end of my apprenticeship because I'm I, I stick things out I can't help it I said that I would be there for three years so I stuck it out mm-hmm. until the end of the three years and then I quit, and I lived off of that 1980 Suzuki for two and a half months. Nice. Um, it was like 70 days, and she broke down like every other day. But I needed it so much. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that I couldn't keep a journal to save my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't think I would ever be able to do a trip like that ever again. I did like 6,000 miles and just like little bits around Montana. I was only going like maybe 170 miles a day. But I didn't think I would ever be able to do that again. So I wanted to document it somehow. And I was like, well... You know, long way round, I'd like come out and like they did the video journals like just with the thing. And I'm like, well, I can't do a big production like the rest of the crew, but like I can hold a camera like this and talk to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to just vlog the entire trip and um, I put them out in little episodes after I got back um, on YouTube less because I want people to see them and more like it was just cloud storage for me. I like I didn't want to lose them, you know? Yeah. Um and and I was putting them out in little bits because like I couldn't um I didn't want to like edit a whole like big movie thing because one, that takes a lot of time and also because I it was just the better option. Yeah. And it goes it uploads easier, all those things. Um and so I think I put out one episode like every other week for 
two months or something like that, three months, and I, I ended up having to like fill in the gaps in my garage because I didn't record everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like my my grandmother was really enjoying watching it and I was like that's cool oh, and so I finished the series <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I finished the series and I was like hey that's done now and I started getting comments it was like are you gonna keep making videos and I'm like there are other people watching this <laughs> that is so cool um okay yeah sure I'll 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 keep doing this. Like, it was totally a fluke. I didn't plan for that to be a thing. Um, I know, like, a lot of people nowadays, like, they start YouTube, like, with a plan yeah. to, like, gain traction and gain an audience mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And that was absolutely not my intentions. Yeah, but I love that, that it's just, like, an organic thing where, like, people actually connect with you. And because they are, like, yes. they like your storytelling and they just want to know more. Like, I always watch, I'm like, yeah. next one. <laughs> Yeah. And I just and I like like this, you know, the quiet moments and then like when there's like voice and then like the quiet moments and then like the writing. Yeah. And then like it makes you feel part of you're writing I'm writing with you. Even though I'm not there, I'm, yeah. I'm having this whole experience with you and that's how it feels the video. So that is so cool. Yeah. And then what what um, was like yeah, the that's... second trip? Like like so do you get like an itch and say like, okay. I'm out and I have to go and do it again or and you know how like how and then how is like the planning change from those ones to like now where you are oh, yeah. because it's just like the growth is different right oh yeah the, I am in a completely different place <laughs> than I was at that point in my life um so I came back from that trip and I decided I wanted to work in the motorcycle industry because I just spent a whole summer working on my bike and putting it back <laughs> together and I was like, well, surely my skills like have to mean something to somebody, right? Um, and I got a job at Latest Harley, Latest Harley Davidson um, in Gladstone, Oregon. Um, at that point, they were Harley Davidson and Triumph, um, and they had a little collision center that was kind of like a satellite part of the dealership um, that dealt with wrecked bikes. And I applied for the job, and I was like. I can work on bikes. I mean, like, you're dealing with older bikes nobody knows how to work on anyway. I can do that. Um, and they're like, we're sorry, but, like, this guy from Votech has way more experience than you, and we're probably going to go with him. And I'm like, that's legit. Like, whatever. Okay, cool. And I got a call back because the guy from Votech failed his piss test. <laughs> you're like, hold on, let me drink some more water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, like, so I ended up getting hired for the job. Um, unfortunately, the gentleman who was the service uh, manager at that point didn't think that women should work on bikes. Um, so I became a glorified bike washer <laughs> instead of working on the bikes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, like, um, it's cringe because, yeah. like, there is still a lot of that in, like, every, like everywhere. Which is weird yeah, because, sure. you know, like, well, in certain, some like, hubs, like Los Angeles, you don't see that much. But, like, when yeah. I move here to Houston, a lot of, like, there's a lot of, like, I love the community, but there's a lot of, like, sons of anarchy kind of thing of, like, oh, the girl, mm-hmm. you know, goes in the back and we just yeah. kind of, like, no, <laughs> we're going to ride. Sorry, guys. You know, so I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, did you ever talk yeah. to, like, work on the bikes or it was just, like, watching? 
for a while. Um, I I eventually got moved up to events and marketing. They, um, but I there was a couple times where uh, the gentleman who was working on the bikes, who was even younger than me, which was just hilarious. Um, he didn't. He had no idea what a carburetor was. Like he had no idea how to work on carburetors or like older bikes um, that weren't fuel injected. And we got this like '80s Goldwing in that was like totally destroyed on the front end. And he like got it back together, but it wouldn't run. And so like the our boss went out for lunch, and I just went over and I was like, "Just let me fix it." Uh huh. You know, like <laughs> get out, get out of the way, and then let, let yeah. the girl with the tools do the work. Uh, yeah, and like by the end of their lunch break, I had it running and it was fine. Um, but of course, like I didn't get credit because I was a girl. Yeah, and. Uh, and even like when the because we were dealing with the new bikes coming in as well and so the triumphs like the classic line they have fake carburetors on them like they're they're just like plastic empty to look, stuff. yeah yeah for the looks um however the tuning screw works um which is like wow i have questions but whatever <laughs> um, a triumph if you're listening we want to know <laughs> We got a set of Bonnevilles in and like one of them just would not run. And I was like, well, did you try moving the tuning screw? And the guy there was like, no, it's fake. All everything around the carburetors is fake. And I was like, okay. And they spent like three hours on the phone with Triumph trying to figure out why this bike won't run. And I like, you know, like hit, like slid over to the bike and like threw the tuning screw and like, oh look, I, it's running. I don't know. You must have not been holding your mouth right. You know, sure, wink. <laughs> because you fix it, of course. <laughs> but it was like weird little stuff like that. And then the uh, general manager found out that I could draw, and then they moved me up into events and marketing so I could make the posters and that kind of stuff. And huh. so I was there for quite a few years. Um, and so, like, working at a motorcycle dealership definitely made it, like, more possible for me to go on more motorcycle trips, and that was really cool. Um, and I think, like, while I was working there, I did a couple, like, week-long trips to, like, Montana and back, and... Um, a bunch of us from the store went to Baja and came back and that was really cool um, definitely taught me that I'm not a group trip kind of person <laughs> yep. um, it's very yeah. different <laughs> yeah. like I love the, the group rides in here just like one hour or two I can't do that but like for long like yeah. I no. It, yeah, like I, I don't even go to with people to festivals, like music festivals, because I don't like waiting oh, yeah. on people. I'm like, I just want to go to wherever yeah. I want to go, and you know, I will go with yes. one, maybe, you know, two, yeah. maybe, but like a like, lot of people. Mm. No, no. <laughs> it's very interesting um, to ride with a group, a big group. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different dynamic, and like every time you stop for lunch like then it's another like hour waiting on people to decide what we should all do collectively and I just hate it yeah I just want to stop <laughs> eat you know even if it's just a gas station and I know I have 20 minutes because I don't want to be late mm-hmm. I can make that decision instead of like waiting for everybody yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting so like how do you do you think like that kind of shift, like, uh, move you more into doodling more, like, having that job that, and, you know, like, after, like, the tattoo, or, or like, you think you would have been, like, mm-hmm. as much doodling, you know, like, if you were, like, 
a mechanic working as a mechanic so you think like that kind of like in a way like shift in a way like where you were going yeah or i mean like i was still i was still drawing while i was like while i was just like the lot tech mm -hmm. at home um i mean like working at the dealership like and making all the event posters i was definitely way more prolific than i probably would have been otherwise because i had to make three to four like finished pieces like every month um, for the events that were coming up. Um, and I couldn't keep up with the people who were asking me to do stuff. Um, cause I was working for uh, PNW dual sport. I did a bunch of the posters for their event and that like that really got my name out there really far. Um, and I ended up getting to make a cover for Iron and Air, which was just like life goals. It was amazing. That, yeah, that, that, that's one of my favorite. Yeah, I remember seeing that one too. Yeah, <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah, um, and I don't know if I would have gotten all of that work if I hadn't been working at the dealership, making so much work at the time. Huh? Um, Do you have uh, like because, a like, preference of like a specific? Uh, think to like doodle like motorcycle wise or everything it's just some you know like there might be like a specific bike that you like to more or like i love the yoga one like the girl like is flexible oh uh, yeah i, I just yes. love that one i have a, we had a girl from here she does acrobatic things and she will do stuff like that and they would take photos of yeah. her but it, you know like that like I love that it's like it shows so many types of uh, writers because there's no like mm -hmm. one box fit like we're all like so different yes and we're like the yeah. one thing that bond us together is, is two wheels you know there's like yes. people I, I don't think I would have never ever met if it wasn't because of motorcycles and I'm so grateful Definitely. for that because it's like you know you might you might see each other and you look you have that like <laughs> yep like I you know like we're, we're here <laughs> So it's like so yes. fun to see that that like representation of everything that like in, in your drawings that is like not a specific one, you know? Yeah. It is so yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. I, when I started, I was definitely, I drew a lot of cafe racers just because like, I feel they're like the most aesthetic, like they're beautiful, beautiful bikes. Yeah. Um, and like the, the clean lines of a cafe racer is just very appealing um, from an illustrator's perspective. Uh -huh. Um, and then I started branching out and like, I, of course, like I drew a lot of Harleys while I was working at the dealership uh -huh. because that was uh -huh. what I was representing. Um, and then when I started working for PNW Dual Sport and like drawing more Dual Sport bikes, like the Dual Sport and adventure community was just so excited because like there are, there is a lot of art about like Harley Davidson's uh -huh. and Cruiser like there's so much art around that kind of niche but there isn't as much in the like dual sport and adventure community and so that like they just like rallied around me and I was like oh this is cool <laughs> I like, love you too <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I definitely, I feel like I draw a lot more adventure and dual sport bikes nowadays because, like, I, I definitely recognize, like, there is a disparity. There's, like, so many people who, like, are, are incredible artists that make art around cruisers mm -hmm. and cafe racers, but there isn't as much in the ADV and dual sport. So I definitely found my niche for sure. No, that is so cool. Um, but, like, I love that it's also, like, you ride a dual sport bike, too. And it's, yeah. not, it's also, like, it's not just, like, because it's cool and it got traction. It's something that is yeah. also it's close yeah to who you are, you know, it's like, we're not, yes. you're not pretending that you like that, you know? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. So it's like, I love that it's a lot of uh, camping and, and, and like a lot of uh, mountain uh, um, trails. Is there like one thing on your bucket list that you haven't like written to, or is there, well, I know we all have like tons of them, but it's like, what is like the next one? 
Oh, the next one is different than the one that I really want to do. What is the one that like, you really want to do? The one that I really, I want to ride in Mongolia. Oh, yeah. So bad. Like, it just. It's gonna happen. Uh, it's, it's out there, and it's gonna like, happen. I just. I want, I want to do it so bad. Um, <laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> and, it, like, obviously that that's a ways away. Because, like, getting myself there or, like, and, like, let alone if I got a bike there or if I rented a bike, all those things. That's, like, a major financial hurdle that I'm just not capable of right now. It, it will happen. I promise it's going to happen. Yeah. I know, I know. Like, I know it's going to happen. You know, like, yeah. I'm going to be, like, check up, like, oh, she went there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it will happen. Yes. So which yeah. one is the next one? Like, how do you prepare for the yes. next one? Like, what is like the thinking? Like, oh, I already did the Badlands. I already like I done Montana <laughs> bunch of you know. Like, how? What is like the whole thing? Because I also love that it's very instructional. Like for somebody that like Good. wants to do like the first time is like how, what to bring to my camping gear. What is like you know? I yeah. love that. It is great. A lot of the girls that we <laughs> ride with, you know, there are like a lot of new girls in our uh, leaders group here in Houston. Yes. And yeah. like we have a, like a Slack group and they will be like, uh, newbie question, is it okay to park in the sidewalk? And we're like, yes, <laughs> you know, break the rules. <laughs> like, you know, well, we have like that like, community that we just, they, they come and yes. ask. And like, and sometimes we refer them to videos like this too. Like, hey, we're gonna go to, you know, Austin and we're camping and yes. we're like, just bring something because we're going to this, you know, this uh, rally. Yeah. So like that is, it's yeah. beautiful, like destruction. I like how do you prepare and like, is it like a feedback from the audience or is it just something that you're like, oh, I don't, I don't see the need, I'm gonna do it or or it's just gonna happen as you go? Yeah. Um, so then the next one, to answer the first mm -hmm. question, the next one, I'm cr riding cross country. I'm going from Sacramento to uh, Tampa, Florida and back. That's so fun. Um, next. I'm very excited. Um, I'm going to go to the Forgotten Angels camp camp out um, in Tampa. Um, if no, if you don't watch Shay Tree Surgeon, um, he's another big moto vlogger on YouTube, and he's been working really closely with this charity, Forgotten Angels, that takes in foster kids and gives them a home and teaches them to ride. And because like motorcycles are a very cheap transportation in Florida, and gives them a leg up, like where our society just kind of drops them. Wow. You know, um, I'm gonna tear up because it's. Like, I know. I'm so like, cool. I, oh, <laughs> five minute tissue break. <laughs> yeah, that is um, so cool that anyway. you're like, and, and like, I love that, like the giving back and being part yeah. of like something that is bigger yeah. than us. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Um, so Shade Tree Surgeon works really closely with them and they do like this raffle and they give away a bike and that kind of stuff. And then they host a camp out to give away the bike. And I think they're also giving away a truck in March. That is um, so cool. And. Uh, the the funny part of all of this is that I was watching a shade tree surgeon live stream and he was joking about the fact that he doesn't like camping. He doesn't like being in a tent. And so like I was like joking in the chat and I was like, so if I rode all the way to Florida, would you camp with me? And he's like, I mean, if you rode all the way here, yeah, I would camp with you, whatever. <laughs> like, he didn't think I was going to. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yeah. We're camping. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess th this trip has definitely have been has been influenced by YouTube, for sure. I'm not sure that I would have ridden to Florida otherwise. Um, but I also rode cross-country in 2020. I did a big loop of the United States <laughs> um, from Portland to North Carolina and back. And... Um, that one was mostly because I well I had an itch because I've been working at, I had been working at REI for a while and 
I could only get like little chunks of time off to do stuff. And um, it wasn't quite long enough to get very far. And REI has this thing called like a uh, lifetime adventure leave of absence mm-hmm. um, where they allow their employees to take off like a month at a time to go and do like the trip that they want to, they really want to do. Um, so they gave me 20 days, which like isn't normally as long as they allow. But like, of course, the last couple of years, everything in the world has been different mm-hmm. than normal. Um, so I had 20 days to do 8,000 miles, which is a lot. Yes, yes. Your butt was I, like, what the heck? <laughs> um, and I uh, thankfully got a couple of my coworkers to take over a couple of my shifts. So it was 24 days, which nice. is better than 20, right. yeah. but still a lot. Um, and like that was purely because I had realized I have never ridden to the East Coast. I have been all over the western half of the United States mm-hmm. um, but I had never ridden to the east coast before and so it was just kind of lit a kind of fire under me and I was like I need to experience that <laughs> if people are going to ask me about camping over there I should have first hand experience all those things yes. um, and that was an experience I bet yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's also like the, the time you know like the different weathers different you know like a mm-hmm. uh, uh, time zones, the streets, mm-hmm. it's just like a customs, you know, like I remember yeah. like riding from Chicago and passing Arkansas and like, you know, Arkansas and St. Louis, Missouri. And a lot of people is like, if you hear a banjo, keep going, you know, and <laughs> I would stop for like gas. And some people would just kind of like, you know, like one is that girl, yeah. two is just a little bit darker and she has tattoos, you know, and there was like, what? <laughs> you know, so it was yes. very interesting, like, you know, in and out, in and out. And I was like, it was, oh, yeah. was nice, you know, I would say hi to the kids and everything, but it, like, yeah. it makes you kind of like, you know, just kind of like awareness of your environment. So I bet like that trip kind of mm-hmm. like made a lot of like awareness (laughs) yeah well I mean like I don't think that I was more aware than I normally am on my trips like I am very conscious of like what's going on around me because that's just personal safety Uh um and but I do think that like people on the east coast like even though I feel like there's like there's still a lot of motorcycles there they still seem very surprised when they see one yeah (laughs) (laughs) like people on the west coast like don't even care like Let's quit. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, another motorcycle, and it's loud. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite part in the East Coast riding around? Like, what What do you think was like, oh, I want to go back? West Virginia. Oh, oh my God. Man. It was so beautiful. I want to go back to West Virginia so bad. Like, the, I, the funny part about that is that West Virginia is the part of the East Coast that just downpoured on me. Oh. Like, and <laughs> like everything was wet. I had to, like, stop at a hotel for, like, a day and a half to just to dry everything out. But even through the rain, like, I could tell, like, that it was so beautiful. And I want to go back so bad just so I can experience again, hopefully, with less rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Oh God! Like that's that's definitely the state that has stuck very thoroughly in my head from that trip, and I want to go back. Yeah, Virginia is beautiful. Like I, my sisters mm-hmm. went to like boarding school there, and we used to go there a bunch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I that, that the East Coast is like next. I'm mean, like I think for me, like, and I want to do like more of the middle because it's just, yeah. you know, yeah, California I've done it, it but it's like want to go yeah. and try like you know the different shows and the different things that like where you know you're not as. They're not as popular, but it's like a lot of like uh, 
people that goes there and I just do like keep growing yeah. like you know like the community that we have you know it's fun yes. it's yeah, fun to definitely. have that is it like gear that you're like oh this is like I have to bring it or it's like a kind of like a good luck charm thing that you always say like oh it has to come with me um oh god that's a good question I mean like I do have a bell on my bike that mm-hmm. was given to me by my best friend um so I think that counts. I used to have like a lot of little luck charms. Like I had like a packet of them that was like this big and like two inches, like by two inches. <laughs> and um, it was full of stuff that like people had given me on my trips. Like, and um, like I said, I was, I stopped at a little shop in Phillipsburg and a little gal gave me a piece of granite because it's supposed to be good luck for travelers. And um, on that big like loop that I did on the on the old bike, I stopped in Lewiston and I like was staying at a, uh, a tow truck shop because my bike broke down and he was letting me stay in the shop. And I went with him to help upright a dump truck and there was like he, it had dumped grain all over the road. Um, so I had like a couple pieces of grain from that experience, um, and like little stuff like that. I had like, but it just like started getting too big, (laughs) so I couldn't take it with me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It became like a big man. (laughs) What's that in your bike? Nothing. (laughs) Memories. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is so cool. I love like uh, you know like there's always like little I used to be like that like I used to like grab a rock from everywhere that I was going and then like that thing became like a big thing so at one point I'm like I'm just gonna keep them back and I started like mailing them to my friends and like this rock is from Kura and (laughs) until I got rid of all of them (laughs) I love that I mean like you know in a way it's kind of like that whole you know like giving back something that gave you joy and I saw it like that, yeah. but it, you know, it was like, yeah, I was, I was just collecting all that stuff. And, you know, I like more of like when you say like the digital cloud. I'll put like the video. Yes. And, yeah. How, how do you see your like? So is this just like the, the traveling like full time, or you're still doing like something mm-hmm. on the side, or like uh, what's happening yeah, right so now? Yeah. So in mm-hmm. uh, at the end of December um, in 2020, like like January 2021, I developed an ulcer. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh my god the pain was like unlike anything that I had ever experienced and unfortunately the third party company that REI was working with denied my medical leave it's like a whole thing I did make a video about it so now I can like make (laughs) people go watch that if they want the whole explanation (laughs) Uh, um, it's a very lengthy like back and forth but the gist of it is that they denied my medical leave of absence and REI said that you had I had to go back to work and I was like I literally can't right now I'm in the Um, hospital like hooked up (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I quit and it definitely wasn't a plan like I didn't you know it was just I felt like I was my hand was forced I couldn't go back to work um and I have this thing called a Patreon if you don't know what Patreon is essentially like a crowdfunding platform um so people uh in an audience can support their favorite creators Uh And I told my patrons that I had to quit. And, like, I didn't post publicly online anywhere that this had happened. um, Because I didn't want to make a big deal about it. That I was quitting to do YouTube full time. (laughs) Because I didn't even know it was going to be sustainable. I didn't, like, I thought that maybe once I got better, I would have to get another job again. (laughs) Um, 
So I told my patrons what were going on, and they're like, oh, no, we got you. Like, you need to put your health first. And so, like, a lot of them raised their monthly donations so that I could survive. And it was incredible. That is amazing. (laughs) I love that. I love, like, how communities, like, you know, they raise up and they help, like, each other. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, as of December, I've been a full-time content creator for a whole year now. Congratulations! Um, it's been really cool, yeah. <laughs> uh, in 2021, I did like one trip a month from like April all the way to October. It was kind of wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was really cool. And like, I already have like pretty much all of 2022 planned already. <laughs> so like, do you plan during like on the off season, like right now when it's like super yeah. cold, it's like saying, okay, I'm going to go here and here. And then like reaching out to like yes. the sponsors and like, like, you know, making like kind of like your routes and, and, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm an obsessive route planner. Nice. Like <laughs> I, I have like multiple different like sheets and like I plan out like all the stops I wanted to hit and um, I use Onyx Off-Road. That's the mapping app that I really like. I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just so happens that I'm also sponsored. <laughs> and uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> click, click, yeah. click, click on my dial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I understand. Like, sometimes yeah. it's like, hey, you're not keeping that because just because I give you money, which thank you so much, Onyx. No. But it's also yeah, yeah, because you, thank you Onyx. love the product you know and it's like yeah, yeah i'm like yeah. If i'm using them hey yeah i'm gonna pick them up <laughs> yeah i was because i was using their app for like a whole year and a half before they even reached out to me like i used onyx off road to plan that first country co- cross-country trip in 2020 mm-hmm. um because it was like really nice to be able to upload my track and i could add as many waypoints as i wanted and they're like i could reliably reliably see my waypoints unlike google maps where if you like tag something it's like 50 50 of you'll be able to and see it's like, it again there's you know? no road there and you're like oh there's a road yeah. <laughs> it yeah. has happened to me or it's like there's a yeah. good road there and it's like old dirt and you're like where did you take me that happened to me in Sturgis I was trying to get to the oh, back God. of like Kid Rock and I was like in the dark and it was all like it just, the, the street like literally just like ended and it was just like like <laughs> dirt but it was like not like you know nice that I'm like I'm gonna go no it was like holes Yeah, it's like- and I'm like nope I just turn around I'm like I don't wanna like just you know fall down somewhere there and like nobody finds me like the coyote will find me like <laughs> yeah. Onyx I'm gonna look into that because there's like a, yeah. you know we try yeah. like Revel I tried Kalimoto, I tried so many different ones, so I'm gonna like really check yeah. on that. Yeah, do you have like a yeah. GPS uh, besides that, or like something, or just like your phone, or what do you use? Um, so I use my phone as my navigation because <laughs> um, Onyx Off Road is an app, so <laughs> I just have it there on my phone. Um, it's 50 50 of not whether or not Onyx will work for you if you just want to stay on slab because, like, part like their whole thing is like getting people off road and like into the dirt and the good stuff. Um, it is really, really good for that. Like, it will show all of the forest service roads and ones that don't show up on Google Maps. You like actually know where you are, nice because they pull that information straight from the forest service and BLM. So, that's really great that's and it's very cool. accurate. Um, and so I have my phone um, as my navigation, but I also have a, uh, a satellite messenger. Um, mm-hmm. So when I'm out of service, I can text people. Um, I was using the Garmin InReach SE. Mm-hmm. Um, more recently, I've switched to a device called Somewhere, like S-O-M-E-W-E-A-R, <laughs> like you're wearing it. Mm-hmm. 
It kind of looks like a teardrop like little thing. Um, it doesn't have a screen or anything because it links directly to your phone. So you can text people with your phone nice. and then the somewhere device sends it to the satellite and sends it for you. Um, I love that one um, because like, A, it works just as good as my Garmin did, but also the subscription is so much cheaper. Huh. Um, it's much more affordable for people who are like getting into like, I need to be able to contact people yes. when I'm out of service. I highly recommend it. Awesome. Um, Did you yeah. share your location like with people also when you're like going? Like I, I know for me, like yeah. I, I still like people will be like, "Are you here?" And I'm like, "I'm on my way." Like, bitch, you're still at home. And I'm like, "No, I forgot to change your location with you." <laughs> my girls are like, "Yes," they're like, "We know you're home." I'm like, "Yes, I'm on my way." <laughs> so, did you share like location yes. with? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, always with yeah. like the so boy. My mom. Hmm? Yeah, my mom, the boyfriend, my dad, my grandpa, and my grandma all can see where I am at all times. Um, and I'm pretty good about always checking in with my mm -hmm. mom and the boyfriend when I get someplace mm -hmm. for the night, so they know exactly where I was. Um, when I even like whether I have to use a satellite messenger or with the phone, uh, whichever. Um, I especially always check in with the, the satellite messenger if I'm out of service so they can have my exact coordinates because like I go I share my location with Google Maps. Yeah. So if I'm out of service, it's not always super accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's so fun. I love that that whole, you know, um, that it's, I'm able to like connect with my like my people even when I'm not there. Is there. Mm -hmm. So while you're writing in between those, like, how do you do the editing and like, how does that happen? Do you have like a laptop with you you do it on your phone you know like uh what is like the, the process yeah. i was talking to quincet you know and then she's like like the whole thing of like i'm like how do you do it i'm like i know that for me it's like some days i'll be like getting back and i already have it in my head and i know like you know i will like just like label things and the, or like shorts you know and make like uh organize myself so that whenever i sit down in the computer i'm able to do it but sometimes i'll be like no i want to do it right now so i will like work with what i yeah. have so i know like everybody has like mm -hmm. a system so like oh, what's yeah. your system and what kind of like softwares you use and like yeah um for the most part i edit everything when i get back from the trip mm -hmm. i try not to do a whole lot of editing while i'm on the trip because i want to experience it as much as possible and not spend like four hours in the hotel room trying to work when i could be out doing stuff mm -hmm. um I definitely, I will edit photos on my phone to publish while I'm on the road. So that's normally like the most up-to-date stuff. And I'll do like simple Instagram stories. Um, but for the most part, like all the nice, like polished content that you see on YouTube happens after I get back. Um, and while I'm on the road, I have a couple of different SD card backup stuff mm -hmm. now. Um, I have like the WD Passport, which is like where you just insert the SD card, it copies everything over. Like you don't need a, a computer to work that. Um, for this next cross country trip, I'm taking a laptop because I'll be gone for so long. Like I'll be gone for like a solid five weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can't pre-film enough content to make content while I'm gone. So I will be taking a laptop this time, unfortunately. <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, as long as you um, organize a little bit and you know kind of what goes, and if you have a head, it's yeah. easier, right? Yeah, definitely. And like I, I keep like a little uh, uh, external hard drive. I have one of the nice tiny sand discs that are solid state, um, so I don't have to worry about the vibrations for the bike messing up the hard drive. Um, and I keep everything organized by the camera that I took it with. 
Um, so like, because I have multiple cameras, I have like a little point and shoot camera that's like my like whatever vlog camera, and then I have a larger DSLR, and then I have a drone, and all of the action cameras. <laughs> I have like two DJI Osmos, and then a Insta three sixty camera. Um, and there's a lot there's a lot going on yeah so I, I know like somebody was just asking I was like would you just gotta like figure out like different points you know in your bike and what works better and I'm yeah. like you just stick shit <laughs> to like one works and you like that angle you know and like really yeah. I'm like yeah because <laughs> I have yeah. the 360 yeah, GoPro and everyone's like get it yeah. the, the DJ you know the one that you have and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. how do you like how do you like the Insta 360 you love it I, I do like it. I don't think it would totally replace like also having a dedicated action camera as well because I think the quality out of my Osmo is like much better. Mm -hmm. But like being able to move the angle of the Insta360 is really nice. And it's nice to like have the peace of mind that I have backup because like normally when the Insta360 run is running, like my Osmo is also running. Um, but it's nice to have know that I have a backup that I will get a shot that I want mm -hmm. even if it doesn't come out of the Osmo. Yeah, yeah. So it's like always, always having like a, another, you know, like because you know that the yeah. shot is gonna look good in certain way. Yeah, no, yes. totally. Yeah. Is there like one, uh, you know, one of those if that you can live, you cannot live without, or it's just like all oh. of them? <laughs> You're like, no, that makes me choose. Oh, yeah. um, if, like, if I like, party, you mean like just action, just action cameras? Yeah. Like, or like say, all of my cameras. Let's say I'm just a star and I'm like, I want to kind of like get into it. Like what would be like a good little, you know, like the Osmo, the little ones Osmo that you can hold those are like really um, good. I have the, I have the Osmo action. Yes. So it's like the, it's the one that looks like a GoPro. Yeah, um, like a little tiny thing, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and I have the original one because the two just came out and it's a totally different device. Um, I think the Osmo Action is a great beginner camera, partially because they're so cheap now, especially now since they came out with a new version. Um, and they're excellent quality. The Rock City stabilization is amazing and they're reliable. Yeah. I can't say the same thing about the GoPros that I've owned. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was skeptic to buy this one because the one that I had before, mm -hmm. the battery, like I had it for like a week and the battery, like, died and then I changed the battery oh. and it was just like never worked you know well I took it not not a week uh. it was a couple of weeks but I took it like a I would go surfing and I don't I think it was mm -hmm. water got in you know into it so I was yeah. very skeptical but this one like really like yeah I've been loving like filming with this one but I've been looking at yeah. those like Insta360 and the Osmo too mm -hmm. uh, you know like yeah. another perspective like to have it like on the back you know like by the pipes or something mm -hmm. so I've been like yeah. thinking of like you know like what else yeah. can we shoot something cool? <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> that is um, but I, I also think that, like, people starting out, like, you can start with your phone. Yeah. Like, especially if you own a phone that has been made in the last three years, like, that camera is just as good as any point-and-shoot that you can buy on the market right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, except for maybe the ZV-1 because it has 4K, but that's diff a different thing. <laughs> like, if you're just starting out, you're not going to be shooting in 4K, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> And there's, like, a lot of, like, uh, people just, like, doing, like, uh, content that is just, like, directly like, connecting with, like, the audience, you know? Yeah. You don't have to be, like, super yeah. professional to, like, eventually... You know, you want to make you're actually making money, and you're able to spend yeah. it and splurge a little bit into like your camera, and it's more of like a yeah, yeah. personal thing, you know? Yes, yeah, definitely. And I think that like short short form content right now is like king. 
So like just having your phone and making vertical vertical content, whether that's for YouTube shorts or Instagram reels or TikTok, like I think TikTok, I think Instagram reels is probably the better way to go right now mm-hmm. because like, inst- like Instagram's money is so much better. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, and it's also, it's um, like it's that 15 seconds to like 30 seconds, you know, like catch people's attentions, you make your point and mm-hmm. you have fun and and it's a good way to introduce yourself to audiences, you know, like, or like the audience that yeah. you might want to grab, grab or, or catch. So it's like very interesting like that you said that because I was like, a, you know, like a lot of the, I'm trans, I'm doing like a, all of the videos, making them in like to like text to so that it becomes like blogs. So like eventually like yes. these ones are going to be part of like, the, you know, the these YouTube videos and also like we'll yeah. make it a blog of of the podcast because some people like to read, you know, and, and then it's like a yeah. way to like just reach out to like the, the core audience in a, in a very mm-hmm. just like, you know, organic way, you know, like just like, OK, mm-hmm. you want to read it, read it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's definitely fun. And, uh, and, uh, huh? yeah. I like that you don't you touched on like being able to take one piece of content and make it on multiple platforms. That is like key. Well done. Yeah. Well, it goes to like the, the little TikToks gone to like YouTube uh, Shorts, into like Pinterest, mm-hmm. into Reels, you yeah. know, and then like you send it to Facebook, and then you have one video that goes into five different places, you know, and yes. maybe send yeah. it into your Snapchat if you're still doing that one, you know, like yeah, you know, like when it, like the whole world came down when like Instagram and Facebook went down, I was like, oh, I'm I'm still doing YouTube, you know, like, uh, like and we still have TikTok going on. Yeah, I was doing like a website yeah. and I was creating like some content for TikTok for a client, and it's like. And like my other clients, I was like, I told you guys to go to TikTok, you know, <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you for three months, you know, it's like, so that you have other places to like, you know, reach out to core audiences. It's like TikTok is not just Absolutely. for kids. It's like right now the core yeah. is 40 to 50, you know, year olds. So it's like, yes. why not go and yeah. use it? You know, do you, yeah. do you think like, have you ever met like a, you know, when on your rides, have you met people that seen your videos and they're just like, come over and hang out? Like, how is that, that experience? And like, because it, it makes you more aware of like, oh, like people watching, like you have like great numbers, but it's like, it's so in totally. your face, right? Yeah, uh, it's definitely a strange, like, I think last year was the first time that I met somebody in the middle of nowhere <laughs> who knew who I was. Like, I didn't, like, go to an event and have people come walk, come walk up. Yeah. That, that's pretty normal. Yeah. Like, if I go to an event, like, uh, like one or two people will come up and tell me that they watched my videos. And it's really cool. And I love those experiences because it's, like, in an environment that I'm anticipating it, yes. you know? Um last year was the first time in the middle of nowhere I came across people who knew who I was and like watched my content and it was like it's kind of startling at first because you're like oh I'm not anonymous out here this is weird (laughs) isn't that funny like seriously yesterday I was thinking like because I had somebody's picture because I reposted something for one of my clients and I was like that's so weird probably somebody has my picture in their phone in their phone by accident and yeah. it's so like weird like to think that you're in somebody's phone or like somebody that's yes. like your video and they're like watching you and they're yeah. like, it's like so like it's weird but it's kind of cool but it's so weird yes yeah yes yeah. so i think that's the best description it's like it's really cool because i'm like oh hello like, thank, thank you, you so much yeah. like, it's really nice to be able to see those people in person because it like it cements in your brain there are actually people yeah that are watching your content and getting genuine information out of it. And that's really important to me is like, I'm not screaming information into a void that nobody cares, you know? Um, 
and that's been really cool. But I, I host an event called Rocky Mountain Roll on my family's property every year. And uh, the last two years, I've started getting people who watch the channel who have been coming. And like they tell me these stories and they make me cry because I just... You have no idea how you affect somebody's mm-hmm. life until they can like walk up to you and tell you. And it's crazy. <laughs> that is so cool. I love that. Yeah, like the whole like yeah. connecting with the audience and it's like it makes it makes more like your job like like and you realize that this is your job and it's like, oh she's like yeah. I'm actually getting paid <laughs> to do this that I love. And and yeah. is, you know, and it's helping people like yeah. You know, like mind blown. Yeah. That is super cool. Do you see <laughs> like your like merch? You know, well, hold on. I'm talking about the merch. So you're <laughs> traveling and you're like doodling in between the traveling and then like creating your yeah. art in between the like. How, like, how do you have so, time for all of this? <laughs> Tell me, I need your time management skills. <laughs> uh, it's still a work in progress. I don't think I'm at the optimum point at this point yet. Um, I'm working on it. Uh, I Right now, most of the artwork that gets published, like on Etsy and like the calendar and like the Rebel shop, um, I, is mostly made between October and December. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like when I make most of my work because I'm kind of stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Well, stuck at home is a strong word. There is things that I could be doing. Like I could go way down south and do other stuff there. But um, for the most part, like it's a welcome break. Yes. Like I like you're <laughs> I being outside be at home for a, a little while. while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, and so that's when I really focus on art. And right yeah. now it's from pre-order the calendar. When is like the yes. when is it coming completely? Oh. Uh, so I like right now. I think I I reopened it, um, and it ends the twenty eighth. I don't know when your podcast is going to come out, but oh, in the next couple um, of weeks, my, I'm like I'm I'm editing too, and I'm like. Oh. um so it might it might have already been closed by the time the podcast comes out because i only reopened it for this week Mm -hmm. because i had so many people who were like i missed it i need it i'm like okay i'm gonna reopen it for a week you can get your calendar and that's kind of it because i'm gonna start traveling here and i'm not gonna be able to fulfill orders yeah and that's that's very smart that you know and that you're not gonna be there and then just like put in things and then you be on the road and be like i'm sorry you paid for it and you're not getting it <laughs> yeah, but for the most like, part, like anything on on uh, Etsy, uh, like that can yes. be ordered and that will be fulfilled. Yes. Like even if you're like on the road. Yes, yeah. Um, so most of the time, I have about a week, a uh, week and a half shipping uh, grace nice. for all those orders. So most of the time when I'm on the road, I'll be back in time to fulfill the order. Um, if it's just like a couple postcards, my wonderful partner will fill the order for me because he's awesome. <laughs> he's hired. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when I'll the cross country trip, I will have to close the shop because I I this is going to be too long yeah. and I can't ask him to fulfill all of the orders that will come in for a month. Um, but uh, for most of the rest of the trips that I do in, in the summertime, I'm only gone for a week and a half at a time so I can come back and uh, fill the orders that happened while I was gone. Nice. That's awesome. Um, so oh, I will put uh, like the link for this and you know, like it's so cool, like, you know, to support people on their travels, you know, like even if it's like a mm-hmm. couple stickers, you know, it's like mm-hmm. it's supporting your endeavors, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference and like 
And during the year, it doesn't like seem like a whole lot of money because I get like, you know, one or two orders like a week or something like that um, until the end of the year. And I look back at like how much I made on Etsy and it's kind of like, wow, it's it's it, actually a, a decent chunk of the pie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like not and, and it's just just that is like the a way of like supporting our, our fellows, you know, like that are writing, you know, just like and. I, for me, like stickers as a marketer, stickers are yeah. the way to go. Everybody get a sticker because yeah. it's like a free advertisement. Like you've, our friends will put yes. in like their, you know, their refrigerators or like yeah. uh, and things around them, and then people will see it and it's yeah. like free advertisement in a way. But it's yes, like really definitely. putting out there, like, hey, this is this is me and this is what I do, and I love. But do yeah. you do you like draw like when you're traveling at all or nah? It's like mm, sometimes mm-hmm. like I do like I bring a little drawing like. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of sorry a bag with me mm-hmm. and it has a tiny tiny sketchbook in it and sometimes I do and sometimes I don't mm-hmm. um I drew a little bit when I went to Arizona because I got to go to some of the national parks that I've been like dreaming about nice. like half of my life um so I did draw a little bit then but I don't always because uh it's hard like taking video and drawing like kind of feels like different parts of my brain mm-hmm. um like you're still exercising a creative muscle but uh drawing like is I feel like I have to switch gears and it takes a moment to like be able to go from filming something to just drawing yeah um, so it doesn't always happen is there like a, a motorcycle <laughs> that you feel like you want to ride that you haven't ridden that you know that is like okay this is one that I want to like it, I want to ride it I um wonderful that you have asked um <laughs> you know, so like, yes <laughs> let me keep you the list <laughs> i mean like i'm sure like everybody i really want to ride the new tenere 700 uh-huh. um, but those are like gold you can't find them anywhere right now um and i really want to ride the honda africa twin like the standard mm-hmm. i have wanted that bike since 2016 honda if you're listening I, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like serious serendipity i met a wonderful gentleman who represents honda at an overland expo west event in arizona mm-hmm. uh, back in september and i was talking to him about all the trips that i do on my cb500x <laughs> and like it's the baby brother of the africa twin and i would really love c time on the africa twin and um they were like oh do you want a press bike to borrow for a little while and i'm like oh like a weekend or something they're like no like a month and i was like yes (laughs) um yes 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 please yes of course yes i would never say no to free bikes Yeah. And they're like, oh, so like November or something? And I'm like, I'm not going to be able to ride it anywhere. Could we, could it, could it be like April? And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, well, I mean, if, if that's the only time you're going to give it to me, I'm absolutely going to take it in November. I will figure I'll out. I'll move what, to California for a month or, or <laughs> Florida for a month. <laughs> Um, or Texas, like, oh, you're welcome yeah, okay. to come. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, and so they agreed. So I think in April, I'll get to ride the Africa Twin um, Adventure Sport DCT for a month. And I'm so excited. I am so excited for you. And I can't wait, like, what you do with that. You know, like, that is so yeah. fun. That is so cool. And, like, but they started, like, just talking, like, about it. And then it's like, well, yeah, yeah. you want it? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yes. <laughs> Where do I pick it up? <laughs> yeah, that is and so I, fun. And I think that 
it's absolutely like like what we were talking about, like putting it out of the universe and making it happen. Because I have wanted that bike since 2016. Nice. And it's finally happening. And I'm just so excited. That is so exciting. <laughs> I love like how it from, you know, being just like a transportation mode, it has come into something that excites you this much. You know, like I, the, yeah. yesterday I was talking to this builder and he was like, Literally, I just built a bike because the G train to New York was so slow and I just wanted to get faster. And now he builds stuff and he's like, you know, the way that we get into something that, you know, we like now we absolutely love and cannot live with without, you know, yeah. it's so cool to see that that is like, oh, it's just like, you know, it was just a you know, community. And now it's like, I love this thing. And it's like the way, my way of means, you know, so that is yes. that is so yeah. cool. If you were like, a, if I was like a, a person that I'm like, I want to write like that. I'm like, what do you, what would you tell me? Like, how do I start? Besides taking the class. Fine. I was going <laughs> to say like, find the nearest MSF class. Um, or, or if, uh, if you can take the Harley Davidson first writers course in your state, like that is also a thing. Um, because uh, I know here in Oregon, you have to take the Team Oregon class. You can't take anything else. Um, so depending on the state you're in, obviously you take the class, like you said. Um, I would also like, you know, Google motorcycle clubs or like groups in your area because there are people everywhere. Yes. Um, and I can't describe to you how much quickly I progressed after I found community. Mm -hmm. um, like when I started writing, because like I rode for about a solid year and a half before I knew anyone else that rode beside my grandpa. Yeah. Um, I had no idea that like a motorcycle community existed in Portland, like that there were people who like got together just to ride their bikes. Like I had no idea. Um, and so like I spent like about a year and a half, like I did go on my first big, like a thousand mile trip and a 500 mile trip and that span of time because that's why I bought the bike was uh -huh. so I could do those things. Um, and after I came back and I, like started going to like motorcycle events like I think Dream Roll was one of the first like motorcycle <laughs> events that I went to like the first year um, and a good one. I realized yeah it was, I realized how cool it was to be around people like not only that were also women writers like so they understood everything that I was going through um, but just to be around other people who rode <laughs> and like understood that feeling mm -hmm. um, but also like all of the advice that you get from those people after like you join that community is invaluable like it's incredible and if you know if you live in the middle of nowhere and you don't have a community near you the internet is an amazing resource um there are so so many videos on youtube now and like people on instagram sharing incredible information um yeah yeah and, that yes. is it's so true like <laughs> even if we're like not doing like long rides with a, a group it's like yeah the info like you know like having that mm -hmm. community uh, there is no doubt like if I DM somebody in the community they will like like when I reach out to you like they will like always yeah. reply and say yes I'll help you like I yes. literally and I'm like so blessed and so grateful that people will actually give me a little bit of their time just to like yeah. you know like to help me out or, and or like to give me instructions or like give me like a, some sort of like advice uh, mm -hmm. because it's just like like the in, in in person experience, like there's nothing to like replace that. But if somebody gives mm -hmm. me like a little bit like how to go, like it, it does yeah. give me like a little more of like courage and be like, oh, yes, they, you know, and seeing people like oh, they're doing it. I, I can't do that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like seeing yeah. somebody skating yeah. or like riding like, hell yeah, I want to yeah. do that. Like I see your yeah, videos. And I, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that like the difference that 10 years has made and like the information o- available online for motorcycle riders has been crazy. Like there's no way that if I Googled motorcycle camping in 2012 that I would have come up with the information that I needed yeah. to get out and do it. Like that wasn't just like go to Walmart and get some <laughs> like zip ties and stuff. Like, hey, zip ties um, are lifesavers. <laughs> I love zip ties. <laughs> <laughs> like I think when I first started motorcycle camping, like I think the the. <laughs> The thing that I Googled, like the blog post that I was reading about trying to get started motorcycle camping literally told me to get a $20 Walmart tent and a tarp and ratchet straps to bounce it to my bike. And it was like the worst advice that you possibly could have given someone. Oh my God, it was so bad. Um. It's so funny. And, and so funny also like how the gear has changed. And now it's like you find like, yes. like tents are like this big and then you can inflate mm-hmm. like your, you know, like little like a cushion thing to like go and lay down. And it's like yes. this big when there were like humongous before. So it's very interesting. Yeah. It's so cool to see how it has changed and evolved with the needs of like uh, the people are actually traveling to wheels. That is super yes, cool. Yes, definitely. Do you have like yeah, a whole? And, uh-huh. uh, go ahead. Oh no! Like, do you question? have like a, a, a like a gear thing that um, you know that you will always take with? Like that you have to like you tell people like not a tarp like you know like I know for me like I yeah. have like the for like the rain I put something on top of yes so like is there like a, a wing tarp yes. yeah is there one like you're like um, okay always bring it with you besides zip ties I I like, <laughs> <laughs> <zip> ties <laughs> um I don't care where you're camping you need an insulated sleeping pad. Hmm. Like, I don't care whether you're in a hammock or in a tent. It doesn't matter. You need an insulated sleeping pad. And you, like, not like an Intex air mattress you get from Walmart. Like, a proper backpacking sleeping pad. It is so, so, so important. And I have been very surprised to see people who are like, well, I went camping for the first time, but I hated it. I couldn't sleep. And all they brought was, like, a tent, a sleeping bag. Yeah. Your sleeping pad is just as important as your sleeping bag. <laughs> your butt and your back is gonna like thank you. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh-huh. I know. Like I see people, yeah, that, that I do that, and I'm like, no, my back, or you know, or like different things. Like yeah. I, you know, like I've been riding with like cowboy boots. Don't tell anybody. And it starts raining, so it's like I had to stop and change everything. You know, so I, yes. you learn from yeah. mistakes like that. There's like, no, I'm oh, just just definitely. Wear your yeah. gear all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the next step up from always bringing your sleeping pad is making sure that all of your gear, your clothes, your camping equipment, everything is in waterproof bags. Yes, a hundred percent. Like, <laughs> I don't care if it's a trash bag. I don't care if it's like a, a kayaking dry bag. Like, it doesn't have to be motorcycle specific, but it needs to be waterproof. Yeah, like, in, like even if it's like Ziplocs, and you just you know yeah, put them inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done yeah. those. Like anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we have had the experience that things get all wet. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> like my first my first pair of, uh, uh, of luggage for my bike, Don't Tell Wolfman, because Wolfman's my sponsor and has been since like 2016, but Don't Tell Wolfman. Um, I, my first pair of bags was a pair of leather bags off of Amazon. And like absolutely no seal obviously um and the leather was so thin it burned on my exhaust pipe 
and like my shirt that was like in the bottom of the bag kind of melted to the leather but like I went through a rainstorm and everything came up like it probably would have been okay had it not been this giant hole in the bottom of this bedroom's bag oh my god I mean like everything was soaked it was so bad you learned right I mean like I just I just like uh like I had to fix my camera because in my I have an A uh, Sony A7, it got yeah. wet. Like I, I thought it was all like oh, yes, oh no. and I, like the saddlebags didn't close correctly, and I guess like the rain was coming this way. Yeah, oh it was. Well, this is you know it was just eight hundred bucks. It's not like three thousand dollars, but still like I was so oh sad. God. Yeah, it took like almost three months to fix because the guy's like there was a lot of water damage. I'm like I know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and oh, I couldn't take Jesus. photos of Yellowstone. Like yeah, I know. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it's like but just like like this. I'm like my camera. But you know, but but it's such a good like you learn. Like now it's just like everything's yeah. gonna be like three yeah. times. Get like a box. You know that like a, like. One of those yeah. pelican boxes, anything. It's like you learn from the experience, yeah. you know, like it, and yeah. it ends up costing you more not getting the gear. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Um, it, I, as soon as I started carrying like a, a DSLR on the bike, I had it in a Ziploc at first and like wrapped it in a hat so it would be protected from the vibration <laughs> on the bike. Um, and I upgraded to like uh, Osprey makes these cute, tiny waterproof bags um, up until 2020 because Wolfman released a waterproof tank bag and nice. that has been life changing. Awesome. That is so <laughs> cool. I'm like, I'm getting, making yeah. notes of everything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm buying. This, this. Yeah. What's your code? And What's your I code? Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, for Wolfman, it's Magpie 2022. Uh, no, Magpie 22 for this year, and it does give you a little discount, which is nice. That's um, nice. Yeah. Wolfman doesn't do a lot of sales. Um, but I, for the cross country trip in 2020, I made like this foam insert. I got like a bunch of the foam that you buy for like the Pelican cases. Mm -hmm. And I put it in the, I cut it down to fit in the tank bag and I cut out the foam insert for my camera. Nice. And like, that was amazing. And I got to see the guys uh, from Wolfman in Denver on my way back um, from the coast. And I showed them what I was doing with the tank bag. And he's like, oh, that's interesting. And he made me a camera insert for my tank bag. And I love it so so much. That is so cool. Um, I'm still trying to convince them to like make more because if there is such a market for being able to safely carry your camera in a tank bag, um, yeah, I think I'm working a lot, on it. A lot of people we, are. It will happen. <laughs> I, I, stay tuned, like next month. No, but it's true. There is a big market, even if it's not like just like people that create content, people that just traveling mm -hmm. and want to take photos. You know, like yeah, where do you put your thing? Like I might. I yeah. had to get a new phone, like in Aries, like in New Mexico, because like, you know how like the vibration thing, oh, like the with vibration. the vibration. Yeah. And there's like three hours of my trip that just waiting for like, you know, a phone. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah so, totally. So all of those little details, a lot of people are not aware of, you know, like as I had a friend yeah. who's like, my phone is doing this. I'm like, oh, that just happened to me. Like it's a vibration, get like this, a quad lock or whichever mm -hmm. thing that you use. Yeah. Something yeah, the that one is, with the dampener on it. Yes. Yeah. So that you're like, you're spending more money because because these things are expensive, you know, like even just, oh, you yeah. know, so yeah, that is so cool. Those are like super good, like tips. Uh, I'm like so excited to like keep seeing like how you grow and how, where, where you go and then seeing all these trips for this year. I'm like so grateful yeah. that you even had like the time to come and talk to me. And like, I hope to meet you <laughs> in one of these events at one point, you know, and yeah. Texas is always open. You know, like seriously, Thank like you. if you're like get cold, come over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know you guys are like a little cold right now, so <laughs> yeah, we're a little, a little 
blood cold hair just a, just a little bit. Did you go, you know. did you go snow, is snow racing or like a snowmobiling or did you do that at all or um, nah? My, my brother is super into snowmobiling, but that's back in Montana. Uh, Oregon doesn't get enough for me to justify having a snowmobile. Uh-huh. Um, uh, especially down in the Willamette Valley and around Portland. Like we get snow like once a year. Um, but of course, like Ma- Mount Hood is like an hour away, mm-hmm. and like they get a lot of snow. Um, but uh, yeah, no, my brother's super into <laughs> like, it. I haven't, I haven't quite gotten that far. <laughs> well, if you have time, in, uh, when are you starting? Like uh, April, you start your first trip. Trip. I I start uh, the cross country trip in March. March. Um, so I'll be at the uh, Forgotten Angels camp out the like 18th, 19th, 20th around there. Um, That's exciting. And so I'll be in. Florida then yeah well if you pass by um, Houston let me know and you know let's I'll say let bye know. and you're more welcome yeah. have, an extra, have an extra room <laughs> you know I'll, I'll bunk a biker thank you <laughs> we'll make it a camp out <laughs> no but seriously thank you so much I'm like I, I know that I've seen your art and then like everything like I saw like this last post with like Motor Lady and I was like oh yeah I see her like for yeah. like years and like and then yeah. I'm like okay follow I'm like let me reach out and like just to have like this experience like I'm so excited to see it like you know there is a reason like this of like why it didn't work out and now you're doing this full time because you are supposed to be that and yeah. like the way that you narrate yeah. the, the the videos and like how we were following you like I felt like I was a part of the trips and that is not Thank everybody you. can get that kind of stuff you know everybody kind of like Hey, you know, but like, uh, yeah. but like, really having like some storytelling, like having a plot and having a theme, it's like it's yeah. so important, and it's like, and you do it like beautifully. So thank you, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and and thank you for your time. And I will like, I will yeah. put the like, information for everybody to like comment and check, and you know, go and follow you. her. Give us your Instagram, yeah. and you know, and then just you know, like, uh, we'll follow your adventures. Thank you. Thank you. So, and thank you so much for inviting me to be on your podcast. It's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Oh. Hi, this is Carolina. Let's go beyond the throttle. This episode of Beyond the Throttle was brought to you by... Graficos Marketing. Get, get all of your branding on social and the web ready to go and ready to sell. Go to graficos-mktg.com or at graficos g-r-a-p-h-i-k-o-s m-k-t-g on social media.